You know, suicide, if you actually mention suicide, <coughs> excuse me, the word suicide in a restaurant on the streets, I think it must be one of the most chilling words in the English language. Because it just evokes so much emotion and pain, heartache, painful memories. And mental illness is a reality. The silence, the stigma, for years and years and years, has affected so many families. From young teenagers, young adults, professionals, businessmen. Life's taken too short. And it's impacting our nation more than ever before. I remember I was speaking in Belfast last year and a lot of men came to me afterwards and they said that in the particular streets where they were living there were so many young men taking their lives that the fathers actually got together and started cutting down the branches. They're cutting down the branches to stop these young men from taking their lives. It evokes so much emotion. Do you remember Robin Williams? The great... Do you have that? Do you have his photograph? Robin Williams, just for those of you. Do you remember Robin Williams? Even celebrities have been affected by this. You would never have known that this man was suffering with mental illness. He brought so much laughter. He was a comedy genius in many ways. He hung himself in his wardrobe. That's the reality. It's touching so many lives. Do you know that in Ireland, in Ireland, over the last 10 years, eight priests have taken their life. Eight priests. Can you get that up for me? Eight priests in Ireland have taken the life. The loneliness, the isolation. So it's affecting even our clergy. Not just teenagers, businessmen, down and outs, up and outs, clergy. Has anybody ever heard of Pastor Warren? You know, Rick Warren? Well, Rick Warren is a, he's a, he's got a mega church in called Saddleback Church, and he wrote a book called The Purpose-Filled Life. It's the most, it's the biggest selling book apart from the Bible. The purpose-driven life, you've got a purpose for your life. And his son committed suicide. So it's affecting so many lives. And yet, you hear me say that so many times, prophetic words, Say this, let the unsaid be said. The church has made a mess of things. Do you know there's a survey and study says that the majority of ministers, pastors, priests never preach on mental illness. They keep away from it. Most churches today are not sanctuaries any longer. This would be sanctuaries for people who are broken hearted and wounded, the addicted, the alcoholic. How many heard? Eugene's testimony 
a few weeks ago, dying with alcohol, and God delivered him. God delivered his life. Like Paul, God delivered his life. The silence and the stigma of mental illness has to stop. Do you know in the Old Testament, this is the mercy of God. In the Old Testament, they had cities of refuge all over the place. God says to Moses, I want you to have cities of refuge for those who have messed up in life. Those who are broken and wounded. Even those that have, have killed somebody unintentionally and they're fleeing away from the revenger. They go to the, the, the cities of refuge. And then that city of refuge was a safe haven. That would be taken in and taken care of and mercy was shown. We need our churches. This parish, Northbridge, will be a parish of refuge where people can come and hear the gospel and hear the power of God's love. And you think, where is God in all this? Do you know the Bible records that seven men in the Bible took their life? Seven men in the Bible took their life. Samson took his life. Great hero Samson, he took his life. He committed suicide. King Saul, the first king of Israel, fell on his sword. And his armor bearer fell on his sword with him. It's in the Bible. I love it that the Bible doesn't whitewash anything. The Bible doesn't clean up anything. I love that. All the mistakes that they've made. You read the Psalms. King David might never have taken his life, but he was close to it. You read the Psalms of anguish and tears. And how much he was crying out to God. Elijah asked for God to take his life. Jonah ran away from God. He was full of depression as well. And God rescued Jonah. So although you've got people taking their life, you've got others that almost took their life recorded in the scriptures. I want to just share a scripture that Jesus himself suffered to the point of death. Could you give me that Mark Gospel Shamus? Reading from Mark. This is Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. And the Bible says he, he suffered to the point my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. This is Gethsemane. It's before his crucifixion. Luke's gospel records that he sweat blood. Luke was a physician. He was detailed and things like that. He sweat blood with the stress, the anxiety, the whole thing. The Bible says that Jesus knows he was touched with the feelings of your infirmities. He knows the depression. He knows the fear, the anxiety, then he knows the brokenhearted. He wept at the tomb of Lazarus. Jesus wept. I'm sure Jesus wept with so many parents in here. He wept with your mat. Jesus wept. The church is the answer. We are the answer. And it's time for the church, it's time for the church at large to open their doors to people who've got mental illness. People who suffer from addiction. It should never just be in and out. That's why we have this afternoon service. And we see it time and time again. We see it time and time again. We have it in the afternoon. 
Because most people we're trying to reach, they're in their bed with a hangover. Or they're in their bed with depression. And maybe we can get them here in an afternoon where they can hear the gospel. They can hear good music and praise and worship. We can fellowship with them. The church is not a building. The church is people. The church is people reaching other people. And loving other people. And caring for other people. And it has to stop. The silence in this church has to stop. People just go in and out. Mass in and out. And there's people who say that they're broken hearted. And they're suffering with depression. And what are we doing? I have a charity shop. Years ago the Lord spoke to me at this charity shop. A gramophone came in one day. And all these people admire this gramophone. They love it. I can sell a gramophone like that. And I say to so many people, will you listen to it? Oh, no, no, no. No, no, don't listen to it. It's an antique. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me. That's like the church. The church is like a gramophone. Everybody's admiring the building. But nobody's listening any longer. Because they've lost their heart for people. And we've become so churchified. And you've heard me saying it before, we're great at devotion, we're great at ritual, we're great at that, but we're not reaching people. We're not reaching them. Do you know today, when we started at two o'clock today, a young man called Daniel Doyle was taking his funeral. That young man, Daniel Doyle from Dundalk, took his life a few days ago. And a few people that I hope to be at this meeting, at that funeral, breaking their hearts, 38-year-old took his life today. Isn't that prophetic? As we have this meeting, a funeral is taking place with a young man who committed suicide. This will be a parish of refuge that people can come and get help. And you know what? I echo everything Matt said. I have been with pastors and ministers all over the world. I've been with psychologists, psych psychotherapists, and the, 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 the resounding feedback is, nobody's listening any longer. You just look at the world as everybody's talking at each other, YouTube and Instagram and all that stuff and what, everybody, nobody's listening any longer. Everybody's trying to get their bit in. This is what we're trying to do and not bridge. This is why we did this thing. We're not going to be ashamed of this. You can come here, you can take your antidepressants, you can suffer with your alcohol, and you can maybe suffer with your drugs, and we'll maybe detox you. I've detoxed a lot of boys. We'll help. That's where the church should be, not building. The other church heard it right. The Bible says there was no needy persons among them. Amen. Amen. And you know what? That's why we've asked you for our offering today that so we can help so sad, so that we can put money into net ministry. We invested tens of thousands of euros for these young people. Can I ask them to come? Father Jerry, could you bring the net ministry? Do you want to bring them down? Come on, bring them down. <clears throat>
And these young people are going to outreach into our schools. Do you know those kids in schools today, they could be a future young kid. They could take their life. And just maybe with this young team, we're going to save lives. And we're going to get into the hospitals. We're going to get into the, to the college. We're going to go in the streets. They're going to work in our cafe. When we open up in our cafe, and we're going to reach young people. This is a rescue operation. The church is a rescue operation. It's not just for meetings, in and out and take meetings. Ladies, stop it. We are now a parish of refuge. Amen? Amen. And next month, I hope this place is full of drug addicts and alcoholics. And I hope they come in in their droves because we're going to reach them. And we're going to preach the gospel to them and we're going to love them and we're going to be the church to them. Amen? Just say a few words. Hello? Can you hear me? Great, thank you. Hi everyone, my name is Telia. I'm originally from the States, but I've been working with NET here in Ireland for nine years. So I've um, been living in Donegal that whole time. I've been working with um, Father Jerry and with Terry to bring you these six young people here um, that have given up a whole year of, of their lives, a whole school year, to be here with you in this pastoral area in Knockbridge. Um, we have people from as far as Canada, the States, Hungary, and as close as Belfast and Sligo. So we have a good mix here. Um, but as you're speaking, Terry, I just um, really am reminded of the verse. Jesus said that the doctor doesn't come for the well. He comes for the sick. Um, yeah. He comes for the sick. And as we were singing that last song at the end of Mass, um, I myself struggled with depression on and off for 13 years. And as we were singing that song, I just started to cry when we were speaking the name of Jesus over people who were depressed. Yes. And I just felt like the Lord say to me, someone prayed for you, and that's why you're healed now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your, your prayers matter. Your prayers are so significant. So please pray for these six young people yeah. as they prepare to come to your parish in the next week. They'll be, as Terry said, working in schools. They'll be wandering around the streets <laughs> trying to find young people to give them that alternative um, to the lifestyle that the world offers them. Um, a safe place that's fun. Um, because Jesus is fun. A safe place that um, shows them that they are loved, that they are worthy of connection and of relationship, that they um, are worth these very cool, exciting people getting to know them and showing them that they have each, each of these people have a personal relationship with Jesus and know him in an intimate way. Hallelujah. And that's why they're here and they want to share that with your young people. So thank you so much for welcoming them in this parish. Thank you for having them. And please, 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 please pray for them. Amen. You want to say something? Want to say a few words? Say a few words. Um, so my name's Kira. Um, Pass it along once you're finished. <laughs> um, I'm from Belfast, if you can't tell. Belfast! Um, <laughs> oh, the Irish are here as well. Yeah, it's not too far away. Um, but yeah, I'm just so glad to be here and the opportunity to just be able to share with young people the personal relationship I have with Jesus and then just maybe Hopefully, please God, bring them a little bit closer to him this year. So. Hello everyone, uh, my name is Anna. I'm from Hungary and um, I'm just hoping very, very much that uh, I can uh, let the Holy Spirit work through me in this year. And uh, thank you so much for having us. 
It's a great time. Hello, everyone. My name is Sophia. I'm from Texas in the States. And yeah, I just want to say it's a real honor and a privilege to be here with you all. And thank you so much to those of you who shared today. Like, that was very touching. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Hello, everybody. My name is Jeremy. I am from Vancouver, Canada. Um, and as with everybody else, I am just so um, blessed to have the opportunity to serve in this beautiful area. I can see the Holy Spirit is on fire in this parish, and I praise God for that. Um, and I'm just so excited to be able to give back to the young people because I came through the faith, through the other witness of net missionaries in Canada. So I know how much um, this type of ministry can change lives. So please pray for us as we are praying for you. Hi, my name is Joseph. Um, I'm from the United States as well, from Kentucky. Um, and I just want to say that it's so good to be here with all of you people. I can't wait to get started. Um, I'm like, all of us are biting at the bit to just Come get on. out and start. Come on. It's good it's, to hear. It's so good to be here. Thank you guys so much. Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm from North Sligo. I'm the Irish Joseph. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to being here in this parish for the year. Uh, just uh, meeting the youth and helping to bring them more to the faith and uh, hopefully playing a bit of GA as well. So. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You can take, you can take a seat now. Joseph, you, do you cook Kentucky Fried Chicken? I don't. <laughs> Back to Nando's anyway. You, can, you head off, yeah, okay. God bless you, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Joseph? Connor, this is Connor from Sosa. Do you want to say a few words, Connor? Yeah, we've got something for you. Where do you want me? You want to say a few words first? Yeah, no problem. Uh, hi guys, how are you all? Um, I'm, so I'm one of the councillors in Sosa here in Dundalk. And first of all, thank you very much to Paul and Matt. Them testimonies, as heart-wrenching as they were, they were beautiful. And unfortunately, we have to hear these sad stories to realise what's going on in the community, to highlight that there is still the stigma that you're talking about, yeah. about mental health. Yes. And even though SOSAD is a suicide prevention centre, and we're very proud of that, we're also a mental health awareness. You don't need to be at the point of contemplating suicide to come to us. If you're having a bad day, anything struggling, come to us before it gets worse. Yes, we, we have an amazing, amazing team of counsellors with years upon years of experience, and we'll happily match up the counsellor that we feel as though it's best for you. And it's all, all free, the, the organisation is fully free, and it's full anonymity. You walk in there, your name's never going to be spoken about. You come in, it's completely private. You can come once, and if you, you don't want to come again, that's fine. If you, even if you don't want to come, we have a help centre, you can ring up, you can talk on the phone, but you have a voice, and we're yes. here to listen to it, and that's what we try to do. And you've got a 24 hour? It's a 24 hour uh, phone line, yeah, so at any point, any point during the day, you feel as though you might want to talk to somebody, it's an even ring, if you don't want to say anything, just so you know that there's going to be somebody on the line listening, if you do want to talk. There's never a pressure, it's when you are ready. Connor, did you bring any leaflets with you today? Have you got any? 
You've got leaflets in the hall. There'll be leaflets in the hall if you want to grab and some. Also, on this, uh, off the back this year, on the 10th of September in the Sosad Centre in Jocelyn Street, we'll be doing a memorial uh, in the garden for people who have uh, tragically lost people through suicide. So you'll be able to come, there'll be counsellors there, you'll be able to link up with people and people for support network to reach out if you want to come. Thanks, Connor. Thank Appreciate you very much, guys. <laughs>